So I call today's talk in a hurry to get nowhere. Do we understand? We're racing around, racing down the highway to get to the next traffic jam. We're racing from this green light to get to the next red light. And it's like, what are you going to do to get there? I'm going to race around this car so we can both get to the same place at no time or same no place at the same time. And it's like, we're, we're racing along. Uh, uh, David said to me, and why do we do that? And I said, because we don't want to be here. Here is a terrible place to be. Why? Because I'm here. And I'm having a feeling. I'm having a sensation and I can't bear it. Positive or negative? It's so hard to have these sensations, isn't it? Ah, to be in these bodies. And I found no matter what I weighed, when I was teeny tiny thin, and this, I, I, uh, uncomfortable. My knees hurt more now, but, uh, you know, uncomfortable, just antsy. I'll stand here like this, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do this. Then <laughs> I'll look at that and tell him, is it okay? Yeah, and it's like, I, uh, it's so hard to, with my thoughts because I want to have different thoughts and if I hurry up over here I'll have a different thought if I hurry over here I'll have a different thought it's never a comfortable thought and that's why when we were talking before there in the correct reception I have to uh, if I'm to have peace I have to Otherwise, I can just stay in a living hell the rest of my life. I, uh, but uh, but I, I, if I want peace, I have to accept my discomfort. If I want peace, if I want joy, if I want to know from love, I have to accept my discomfort in all of it. Has anybody ever fallen in love and it was wildly uncomfortable? was the thing you'd hoped for and it still didn't complete you you still had to think of what to say when there was silence because heaven forbid there should be silence in a, in a relationship you got the job you wanted and you spend every minute knowing you're going to get fired because you're terrible and they're going to hate you <laughs> you know you're going out to eat tonight I've wanted to go to this restaurant. I can't wait to get there. So I get there early and they won't seat me till late. I was like, but that means I have to sit here now and still wait for dinner. I'm waiting so awful, isn't it? People don't know who I am. You know, that part doesn't bother me nearly so much as people don't care who I am. <laughs> they just, so what? You're a customer. We'll get to you when we get to you. And it's nice to be treated specially. Why do you think I go to B.J. Ryan so often? They treat me like I'm special. From the day I walked in there, they've always treated me like I was valuable. And I like being treated like I'm valuable. Anybody? Yeah, It's good, isn't it? And I'll tell you, most of us who go, go next door, we're treated like we're valuable. We went there for our retreat last week. We went there three days for lunch, 15 of us. And we were treated so well. Everybody was. It was treated equally well. Maybe I got a little extra perk.
<laughs> my iced tea was there first. <laughs> but otherwise, Kenneth's was probably second. <laughs> and I liked it. I wasn't in a hurry to get out of there. Last weekend's retreat, I wasn't ever in a hurry to get to the next thing. I was always pleased with wherever we were. I wasn't looking to say, oh, how soon? Okay, now we got to get to Deb's workshop. Good. Okay, Deb, okay, we got to get to lunch. How soon is she going to be over? Oh, she's got 45 minutes left. Uh, <laughs> but I have to get to lunch. And why do I have to get to lunch? So we can end lunch and get back here for the afternoon. And then we got to get through David's workshop so we can get to the free time. We got to get through free time so we can get back to dinner at Bank House. We got to get through that because we got the evening session. And I got to get home so I can get to sleep so I can get up early to come back here tomorrow for the next day of the retreat. It's nutty. And I spent a lot of my life that way. And I don't spend nearly as much of my life that way anymore. I found, found that... Uh, There's nothing waiting for me over there that, that, that's more important than the good I have right here. And it took years and years to begin to grasp that. So this last time when I did the 10-day silent Vipassana, and I decided on the first night, I'm going to go through this rather than get through it. And so I, for the first several days, I was present. By day seven, I oh, come on, get me out of here. I, I was getting a little bored, Nancy, but I, I, for the first six days, I did well. I didn't need it to be different. I didn't need the time of day to be different than it was at any given time of day. I was, okay, I'm here now, and I'm here now, and I'm here now, and I'm here now, and I'm here now. I always say the greatest cause of suffering is to be here and to think I need to be there. Because there is where life is waiting for me. And I do it. Doggone it, I'm here. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. And I'm still here. And I'm still here. And I'm still here. When will this day ever end? When is it going to be next o'clock? And I've been preaching for years at the sound of the tone, the time will be now. And it's now. And I couldn't afford to have now be bad anymore. Who of us can? Who of us can afford for right now to be bad? I've got plenty of bad waiting for me if I want it. And I have plenty in the past. <laughs> plenty of bad yesterday. And somehow I feel like I'm trying to get back there to re-experience it, to change it, to make it not be bad, to make yesterday not be bad somehow. So I miss out on all the good of right now. But right now I'm planning for the bad for tomorrow. Because I'm afraid what happened yesterday is going to happen tomorrow. Well, I'm not so much anymore. I was afraid of what happened yesterday is going to happen tomorrow. But what I did was I prayed for correct perception about yesterday. Spirit, tell me about yesterday. And do you know when I did that prayer? I did it now. That's when I do all my praying. Now. Right now is when I have a prayer. And Spirit, tell me what to think. 
about everything that I'm thinking about. And if I'm thinking about yesterday, it doesn't make yesterday a reality. It just makes it something I'm telling myself a story about. So tell me what to think about what I think yesterday was. And tell me what to think about now. And as I, you know, I'm looking out here at everybody's faces and I'm inside saying, Spirit, tell me what to think about what I think Gabe's thinking as he looks at me. And Spirit, tell me what to think about what I think Deb thinks as she's looking at me. And same with Eric. And, it's a, and, and I, because I'm self-conscious rather than God-conscious. So I'm thinking what, you're th what I think you're thinking. And it's not true. You're just sitting there with stone faces. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> you know, and it all changes. So metaphysically, let me tell you what time means metaphysically. Time, the limitation of man's consciousness of space. A day is a measure of time and the realm of effects. A side real day is that, or sidereal, sidereal, sidereal. David, you're good at words. S-I-D-E-R-A-L. Never heard of it. There we go. <laughs> Anybody? Watch, it's a misprint and nobody knows. Oh, <laughs> sidereal. Well, that actually doesn't help any of us, does it? We don't know what it means. <laughs> okay, well, a sidereal day is that period in which Earth rotates, there we go, Michelle, once on its axis. Man divided that period into seconds, minutes, hours, and thus invented time. Time is the measure that man gave to passing events. The only power in time here we go, this is the good part, is what we impart to it. The only power in time is what man, woman, child, imparts to it. When man gets into the understanding of the absolute, he or she takes their freedom from all bondage of time and declares that time shall no more enter into the substance of their mind, body, or affairs. Yeah. When we take our freedom from the bondage of time, that the that the watch doesn't mean what we thought it did. Now, if you read my, I think it was this week, my newsletter, arg or ah, uh, <laughs> I was talking to a friend last week who was so upset. Or, yeah, it was this week. I, I was talking to a friend on Monday who was so upset over the time change. Really? Yeah, I hate daylight savings time. I thought, oh, that's strong. I hate that it's dark early. I said, really? I like that it's light in the morning now when I leave my house. He said, really? I said, yeah. And I said, let me remind you something. Last August, I think it was, when did, was that the longest day of the year was in August, right? It was June. The day after, he said, oh, no, the days are going to get start getting shorter. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and I made fun of him, <laughs> berated him, and uh, I'm his mentor, I'm allowed. Uh, <laughs> I have permission. But I said, do you understand that's crazy thinking, don't you? That, isn't say that you're going to waste your emotions with being upset because <laughs> the, the June 22nd is a millisecond shorter than June 21st. Really? And last week, uh, Monday, I said, I, hate, I said, you hate it? You hate daylight savings? My goodness, that's a lot of energy to put out. 
So I thought, I, for the news, I thought, oh, it's so life is either ugh or ah. Guess which one goes with what I like? <laughs> ah. Oh, that felt nice because of the 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 what the 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 bondage yourself that I put into it, and I want to be free from that bondage, so I have to take my opinions away. Uh, I said in the newsletter, I said if I had my preference, it would be daylight from six a.m. till ten at night. It, but nobody's calling me to ask me these things. Nobody sent me an email, Sean. What do you prefer this year? <laughs> Nobody, and so. I need for my peace of mind to accept in joy that this is what it looks like outside right now. And I'll make up enough stuff, whether it's daylight or dark. I don't need daylight or dark to be the thing that dictates my opinions about it. Or that it's 4.30 and getting dark. I, I've heard people complain for so many years. And I don't want to be that guy that complains. Do you? Well, you want to be that person that complains about whether it's daylight or dark? You have other things to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to complain about that. Yeah, you understand. She's got 40 years worth of stuff to cram into <laughs> two bookshelves. <laughs> and she's... Uh, she can't be bothered with daylight savings time worries. <laughs> uh, the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary says that outer divisions of time into minutes, hours, days, weeks, and so forth are man-made. From the spiritual viewpoint, there's no such thing as time in the way that man or woman has come to regard it. With God, a thousand years are as one day. And one day is as a thousand years. And even that's limiting. God is no time at all. There's no such thing as time in what God is, in the bigness and the vastness of what God is. We're talking, you know, time is all about earthly stuff and uh, trying to find a way to communicate and stay warm and uh, have our senses somehow wrap around things. But it's not true in that it's 11 o'clock and 11 o'clock means this. Who says? Again, some say 11 o'clock is their bedtime. Okay, well, that's certainly made up, wouldn't you agree? Because somebody else's bedtime is uh, 8 o'clock, and then it's a.m. or p.m. Years ago, David worked with a, a celebrity. He was, he was playing for uh, the Tony Awards, and there was a really big, I'm not going to say names, big celebrity booked their rehearsal at 9 a.m. and they, on a Sunday morning, and David thought, She's coming at 9 a.m. for a rehearsal. She, I can't believe she's on her way to church. <laughs> and she comes in in a, in a leather hot pants and a t-shirt. He goes, she'd been up all night. She was, she was on her way home. And she thought, let me do this rehearsal for Sunday night. I'm, and then I'll go sleep all day. And then I'll come in for the show, the, the, the awards tonight. And, and so who's the judge on whether, what, what, what any given moment of the day means. And we bog ourselves down. We so limit ourselves to the clock. I've been married to a clock for a lot of years. 
since I was a little boy. I've always worn a watch. It's very important to me to be on time. It's just as important to me that others are on time. And I have had to learn with repeated lessons that not everybody else feels that way. Not everyone else thinks that way. And if I want to love my friends, I have to let a lot of that go, that meaning that I have given it. I, I, and I haven't let all of it go. I, I do believe in respecting people's agreed upon time, said not everybody, oh, I'll be there. I promise you I will be there. And then the, they just can't. They just can't do it. It's not in their makeup. Uh, does anybody here remember who Ruth Warwick was? Ruth Warwick was a big star on All My Children. For years, she was in Citizen Kane. She played the wife in Citizen Kane. Uh, but Ruth, I am a, I became a, a teacher in, in church in the city because of the late Ruth Warwick. She was supposed to fill in for the minister that day to teach class. She was a licensed unity teacher. And she was 55 minutes late for an hour-long class. <laughs> that was Ruth. And I had said to the minister beforehand, I said, if she doesn't show up, because it was likely she wouldn't, uh, can I teach it? And I started teaching regularly on that. But at, at her memorial service, someone talked about that she, they were in Florida with her, and she had an early morning talk show to be on. And... So they told her an hour earlier. They told her she had to be, be ready by 4.30, thinking she won't be there ready till 5.30, and they'll just get over there for a 6 o'clock show. And they walk in, she's sitting in the lobby. She's done her wigs done, her makeup's done. I said, Ruth, you're ready. She said, man, so young man, live television waits for no one. <laughs> we can be ready when we need to, if, if it's important to us. We can be if it's important to us. And if it's not, if I want to love my friends, I have to become okay with that because otherwise I'm going to hate my friends. David is one who gets busy. And years ago, years, a lot of years ago, I took very personally if he was late for me. And one day I remember he was late, late for me. I was in a restaurant by myself and I was so self-conscious rather than God-conscious, I was self-conscious. So I knew sitting at that table by myself, everyone in Joe Allen was looking at me. <laughs> everyone. And they were laughing at me because I was there alone waiting for someone who didn't care enough about me to be on time. That's my crazy head. And we didn't get along well the rest of that night. Now, I've learned uh, sabbaticals and things where I go by myself. I now know I take a book, and I know how to be by myself in a restaurant because I don't want to be mad at him or anybody else. I want to love me, and I don't want to think of what I think anybody else is thinking about me. What do you think? <laughs> and so to, to look at that and say, oh, because you see, I want the God consciousness rather than time consciousness, rather than self-consciousness, rather than judgment consciousness. I, want, I would rather have discernment consciousness, which is the powers of love and wisdom working together to discern what is right, what is true, how to pray, when to pray. I want that. And so I had to work at it. 
or otherwise I couldn't tolerate those sensations, those thoughts, those feelings. It was just too much for me. And I'd been blessed. I'd been blessed with a couple of things in life. One is the gift of desperation. So I, I, I got on a lot of healing. I've also been blessed with enough frustration that I didn't want it anymore. I've been blessed with circumstances that gave me opportunities to rethink love, to rethink peace, to rethink joy, to rethink time. Okay, so four o'clock is something we can agree to, but apparently we're, we might not both be bound to it. The universe might not be bound to uh, two o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever. You know, circumstances, weather, traffic, what have you, may not be bound. Conditions may not be bound to an eight o'clock curtain in the theater. I don't want to be bound to my opinions about my expectations of all that. You said we were going to... Well, things changed. But you said... Funny, my brother just flew to Europe two nights ago. He wrote to me. I wrote to him yesterday. Have you guys landed? Uh, and he, he wrote that we were very tired. Uh, there, there was a, 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 an infant screaming in the seat in front of us the entire night, so we didn't sleep. See, he had planned to sleep. But no. <laughs> the universe had other plans for for my brother and it wasn't to sleep and so he had to adapt or ruin his vacation and and that's let's keep paying attention to that where where do we not not talking about sacrificing our soul for the messiness uh, of others but the, you know but to find a way to Okay, this is what I want. This is more important. My love of this person is more important than my rules. And I have a lot of rules. I used to have a lot of rules around time. I don't have nearly as many of them. I have some uh, still. So keep reading here. Time signifies the measure of events. The events are the main thing. And they should always be so recognized. Also, the measure of them assumes undue importance. Divisions of time signify degrees of unfoldment. A lot of years ago, David was, had a friend who was taking him out to one of the fanciest restaurants in all of New York. And they met. And, uh, and the guy said, oh, come up, I have to. I have to change clothes or something. And they went up. And there was a surprise party for David. A happy birthday surprise party. And his thought was, we're not going to that restaurant. <laughs> That's what I was looking forward to. And I'd have been just exactly the same way. <laughs> Men have gone insane working with Daniel. Daniel from the Bible's time and times and half a time and other prophecies, such as the 24th chapter of Matthew, trying to calculate by literal interpretation of scripture the date on which the world would come to an end remember when the world was going to end about 20 years ago <laughs> everything was going to end 20 years ago i was all set what yeah 22 years ago yeah i was all set okay pack our bags um nothing <laughs> my watch continued my what would i have had then a palm pilot maybe <laughs> and it's continued 
and and to pay attention to that stuff. So, I, I love what the writer says here. Not discerning the spiritual meaning of these writings. That's what we have to do with our Bible, with our, with our spiritual books. We have to discern the spiritual meaning of them. Often they were written in code for certain audiences to understand, and apparently we were not that audience. Uh, but it all comes from believing man's idea of time to be a reality. Eternity is not an endless number of years, and things that are spiritual and eternal cannot be measured by days, months, and years. One can overcome the spirit of hurry by quietly declaring, I am not in bondage to any false idea of time. I, with God, inhabit eternity, and the divine order of God's universe is manifest in my mind and in all my affairs. Listen to that. I am not in bondage to any false idea of time. I, with God, inhabit eternity. And the divine order of God's universe is manifest in my mind and in all my affairs. I have seen shape-shifting in time. I've known others who have experienced it, where they knew they were going to be late and somehow they weren't. Somehow they got there and there's no explaining. They saw the clock at one point. There was no way they could get from there to there in that time and they did. When we let go of time, when we let go of sickness, when we let go of the world as the boss of us, and we let that which is spiritual become the leader. Not spiritual, that which is spirit become the guide and the leader that we would go within and become willing to see through, through actual reality rather than what I have learned. I'm grateful for everything I've learned, but I'd like to think there's a lot more than what I know. That there is so much more to my body and to my mind, and that there's so much more to yours, and especially yours, and, uh, uh, and there's so much more than what I have pictured. Imagine that there's so much more to love than what we know. There's so much more to life than what we know. There's so much more to the sky than what we know and the ground below us than what we know. There is so much more than our physicality, than what we have learned so far. And would you all become okay to realize we're never going to fully understand it? We can go to the greatest scientists and say, well, what, well, what does that, and they will tell you, they can take it down to, you know, the formula and everything, and then there'll come a point where they say, I don't know. I can't explain it. It just happened. You know, how does a, how, really, how does a tumor disappear overnight? How does it evaporate into nothing overnight? How is it I change my mind overnight from limited to expanded? I can't explain that. I know I've done a lot of work to be able to do it, but we've all studied a lot. We've studied God. We've studied what have you. We've all studied a lot of this stuff. And we know there are days we can get gripped in a thought and we're not giving it up. No matter what, I will go to hell before I will 
admit I'm wrong about this. And then suddenly I don't care anymore. Suddenly it doesn't matter. Oh, oh that's so yesterday. <laughs> that is so my grandparents. That is, what was I thinking? That that was so important to me. That that offense made a bit of difference. I can't explain how the healings take place in my mind and in my body and in my relationships. I don't know why they some things bother me today, but they're not going to bother me later on today. I don't know. But in my hurry to get nowhere, I have realized there's nowhere to get to. My good isn't waiting for me. My good isn't next up on the agenda. My good is here now and I'm it. My good is right here. There is no future. There is no past. There is no, there's no one holding out on me. There's no one who can deprive me of my good. It's here, and I have to do what's mine to do to accept it. Today, we all walked up the steps saying, yes, let's give this a shot today. Let's give this a chance to uh, see if anything's shifted in me yet already today. I'm interested to find out. So I thank you all for joining uh, in on this Sunday. You didn't do it for me, but I'm glad you did it with me. Thank you. <laughs>